Youth and energy is where we begin. Rebellion and angst. There's magic within. Welcome back to the ravine. Explorations in Atonal Fish. This is episode two. I am Brian Brinkman, your humble host, your co-pilot, your comrade in this journey, the hazy and mysterious terrain of fish at their most experimental, and their deepest of communicative insights, and their most cosmic of journeys. We began tonight with two selections from the mid-1990s in the midst of Fisher's most aggressively experimental phase. Searching for a linear musical communication tool, Fish were still very much wide-eyed kids, eager to show off all they could do in ways that were sometimes grating, often challenging, but always focused on what else there was or could be. From the 15th of June, 1995, in Atlanta, Georgia, we heard Stash into I Didn't Know, in one of the most remarkable moments of on-the-fly, why-the-hell-not experiments of their career, and one that will forever bring me to tears. The presence of the trombone, played without reservation, in a New Orleans funeral march style, contrasted with some of the most obviously ridiculous lyrics they've sung. It's a perfect encapsulation of the conflict they found themselves in midway through 1995. There would be resolution. Next, we heard the take on Run Like an Antelope from May 8th, 1994 at the backyard in Bee Cave, Texas. One night removed from one of the most important gigs of their career, Fish is still pushing deep into the unknown. Chaos reigns as the next generation takes over. And we hear in this segment a band kicking and pushing at their limitations. A proper transition as the next number we're going to hear takes us as far back into the fish journey as we've gone thus far with a truly formative jam in their larger development. Thanks for tuning in. This is The Ravine.
Well, he sighed. I sure am up in the air. Why decide? Better drift like me. I'm going to sail into prominence on Burns' coattails. I can't drift. I want to be interested. I want to pull strings, even for somebody else. You're thinking too much about yourself. F. Scott Fitzgerald, This Side of Paradise. There would be no way to predict where fish would go from their humble origins. Listening here to the band in November 1985, the 23rd of the month to be exact, recorded shoddily in a cafeteria on Goddard College's campus just as Thanksgiving break was being let out. There's no way to predict they'd one day headline the most famous arena in the world with stunning ease and regularity. Via cover of the track Whipping Post, we heard the middle segment of a nearly 30-minute jam, the longest of their early career. Their reverence for the dead simply uncanny at this point. As Mike Gordon noted about the performance in the fish book, page 143, the whole experience was like viewing a huge, well-lit room after having been blind. It felt completely illuminated. I decided then and there to start a journal, and I've kept one ever since. The first two volumes were completely about that experience, and they branched off to concern related experiences of life, art, and music. How do music and art help me and others to actualize ourselves? What's the formula, if there is one? What conditions make it most likely to occur? I was more like myself that show than ever before, but I was also a part of Fish. Five people in a circle who seemed to hover above the forest and move slowly through the trees. I wandered into the woods after the second set and decided never to return. Yes, filmmaking was better than engineering, but film had nothing on the musical experience I'd just had, and I was afraid I'd never be able to recapture it. So why bother? When I did return, the rest of the band decided to play another set. I was terrified another set would soil my peak experience, but it turned out to be just as great. We played for hours to the two or three people listening to us in the darkness. I decided my goals in life were to live in the woods, travel around from city to city, and try to replicate the experience I just had as often as possible. The whole gig's on tape but I'll probably never listen to it. We move forward now to the realization. With three distinctly unique but ultimately connected pieces of music, deeper in the story of Fish. Returning to the southeast, we visit Greenville, South Carolina for a passage of groove-inspired release from the November 18th 1998 Wolfman's Brother. 
And couldn't we all use a release from the tensions that consume us at this time? Next, we hear the demented and highly addictive version of rock and roll from Washington's The Gorge. This marks the first performance we visited from a show I was in attendance for. And I will never forget how you could literally see this wild and tribal music reach for the distant stars throughout. Finally, we conclude with a question. As we hear Fish in the final weeks of their 1.0 era, via the Piper from suburban Denver on September 27, 2000. From where we sit some 20 years on, the context of Fish's two hiatuses make complete sense. Yet we cannot help but wonder, had there not been a break, particularly from October 2000 to December 2002, what music they could have made. How would their rebellious and caustic approach to improvisation translate to a live era of transition? I want to thank you once again for keeping your dial set on the ravine. This was episode two. My name is Brian Brinkman. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Until next time.